welcome to The Bookmark, a podcast sponsored by the Wallingford Public Library, where we obsess about books, culture, and library life. My name is Allison, and I'm a children's librarian and self-professed book nerd who loves to read, listen, and talk about books, authors, and illustrators. With me is my friend, Cindy. Hi, everyone. My name is Cindy, and I'm a reference and reader's advisory librarian, and I'm also a self-proclaimed book nerd, although I read more books than I listen to. I could talk about books and authors all day, and sometimes I do. On today's show, we're going to start by talking about what we've been up to in the library now that we're staff is back in the building. We're going to share some of our favorite podcasts, other than this one. We're also going to offer up a few favorite recipes from one of the hundreds of cookbooks in the library's collection. And finally, and most excited for me, we're going to be talking about some great summer reads. So Cindy, what have you been up to? It's been nice to see you in the library a few days a week since we've been I know. back. What have you, right, it's been a real treat. Yeah, what's been going on in your world? Well, the first thing I guess I wanted to, to address and acknowledge is the, um, the, 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 the very upsetting protests and um, anger and, uh, and emotion that has resulted um, from the recent killings of George Floyd, Ahmed Aubrey, and Breonna Taylor. Um, I was actually last Sunday just finishing up my weekly uh, blog post for North Main Book Notes, and I realized that I needed to scrap it entirely and write about this, this protest that has galvanized the country, really, mm -hmm. and engulfed the country. Mm -hmm. um, and I put together a list of 10 books uh, on racism in America that um, are helpful for people who really just want to understand more the context in which this is arising. Um, and I'm not the only one who did this. Uh, libraries and, and, and bookstores and other newspapers and magazines all over the country have been doing the same thing. Mm. And it really appears to have touched a chord because I saw yesterday that the top titles are actually sold out right now wow. on both Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble. And, and these titles flew off our shelves this week. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Sure. Um, we've got a lot more. The library posted a very simple statement that said the Wallingford Public Library stands with our fellow library workers, neighbors, and family members in the black community. We stand against racism. We stand for inclusion, um, which was shared and commented on and liked uh, many, many times. And I, I yes. think that's, that's just the message we want to try to convey in these, these really challenging times. I agree, I agree. So um, let me just, we just wanted to make that statement before we moved on. Yes. Um, the big thing that I've been working on this week as, uh, because we're back in the building, although we can't unfortunately allow patrons to come back into the building yet, is we've launched a, uh, a contactless pickup program called Park and Pickup. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of information about that on the library's website. We have a dedicated page that you can access from the homepage of the website. But basically how it works is that you either give us a call or fill out an online form or even send us a text if you prefer and tell us what books you'd like or what movies you want to watch or TV shows or music you want to listen to. And, um, or and video pull, games you so, want to play. Or video games you want to play. Um, and we pull those items for you and schedule you for a 30-minute pickup window. We have pickup tables set up in the back of the parking lot. Uh, you pull up. 
You walk in during your window, the, the items are sitting on the table, checked out to you already with your name on them. You just grab them and go. And, and it's been, we are, we are getting tons of requests. Um, we're booking up appointments as fast as we can. Um, uh, it's right now just limited to Wallingford items and Wallingford residents. And, and hopefully over time, as things loosen up, we'll be able to broaden that scope as well. But uh, please check out the website, uh, website and get in touch with us and use it. We're, we're ecstatic to hear from you all and to yeah. get, some, get some library materials into your hands. It's been exciting to do that. It really has been. So I was thinking about this part of our podcast today. And um, ironically, one of the books that I'm going to recommend for our our book bag. Um, I was reading this book and something that I read in this book really struck me as something that I miss so much from my job as a librarian. Um, other than working with children and doing my programs with children and families, I really, really enjoy reader's advisory, finding the right book for a patron, um, talking to patrons about what they need. And I, the book that I'm going to read you a little piece about is it's called A Place for Us. And it's by Fatima Farheen Mirza. And um, in this scene, the mom, whose name is Layla, is at the library. And here we go. Can I help you find something, the, library, the librarian asks. Her earrings sway when she tilts her head to one side. Layla nods. Her children have not followed her here, and she has been away from them for no more than five minutes. She's unsure how to ask. Books on children. Fiction? A novel? A child protagonist? No. No, maybe a book that you, if you sense that something might be, something might be wrong, health-wise, or a mental illness. No, she responds quickly. No, nothing like that at all. I'm not sure I understand you, ma'am. So they, they walk over to the book stacks and the librarian was kind, left her post on the desk and led her through the aisles, gesturing at entire shelves, but pulled out certain books, discussed them briefly. Layla nodded, thank you, thank you, thank you. So when I read this piece, it really hit me because it, it reminded me of how I just love when a patron comes up and wants to know about a book or has wants, you know, comes up with a topic and we have to try to find the right book or find the section that, that they're looking for. And I know you probably miss that a lot too, Cindy. I really do because um, and it, that book passage is so great because that is a lot of what it's like for us. People aren't, they sort of know in their head or in their heart what they want, but they don't know how to describe it. Um, and um, uh, having that conversation with the patron helps them understand what they want and describe it to us, but it also creates a connection and, yeah. and a way to build relationships. I mean, I, when I help patrons find books, I tell them, tell me if you don't like this, right. or if you do, and that will make me better able to find other things for you right. going forward. And, and it's just great to keep having that dialogue. Yeah, I think that's one of the main things I miss so much is the connection with patrons. Um, and I always say to, to patrons, I say, take out a ton of stuff, I'll recommend a bunch of things. And it's better to have more than less, and then come back and tell me, what you liked and what you didn't like. And then I, I agree with you, we can better able to serve you. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's what's been going on in our lives these last few weeks. But one of the exciting things that we're going to talk about next, Cindy, is as 
our listeners may know from listening to previous episodes, I'm a huge fan of podcasts, obviously why we started this podcast. And I threw the gauntlet to you and I gave you the podcast challenge to have you find a podcast that you could listen to. So what have you found, Cindy, that you want to listen to? Yes, this was this was a real challenge, I have to say, because I just don't, it's not that I don't think podcasts are great. I think they are great. And, and I know a lot of people, including my husband, who listen to certain podcasts every single day. But that's just, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> and everyone's got their, their preferred uh, list of activities. And podcasts have never made it to the top of my list. But I, but I, I accept the challenge. And of Good. course, I focused my my looking on book-related podcasts, and mm-hmm. I found a perfect one for me um, run by BBC Radio because I am a, a big fan of BBC Radio and listen to their news programs and culture programs, which you can do um, through their website all the time. So there is a, a podcast called BBC Radio for Books and Authors. Hello, that sounds like my kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's an actual mashup of two, uh, of, two of, of BBC Radio 4's programs. One is called Open Book, and the other is called A Good Read. And I've listened to both of those programs before, so to have them together in this podcast is pretty convenient for me. Open Book is um, a weekly show where a specific an author comes on and talks about their most recent work. And, and often uh, there are people who've read the book and ask questions of the author, and there's a whole discussion about what prompted the author to write it and and the themes and motifs and she and sometimes the author reads from the book so that's great and in a good read uh the host plus two guests which change every week um each pick a favorite book all three of them reach read all three of the books and then they spend 10 minutes talking about each of the three books and it's really interesting how they react differently to each of the books, why the, why the person who selected it, why it, why it was a special book for them, and how the others feel about it, which is often not at all the same <laughs> as how the selector felt about it. Um, so I, I, there are great programs, and the blog, uh, the, sorry, the podcast really is a perfect combination of the two for me. So I appreciate the challenge. Thank you oh, for God. helping me to find this podcast, and I will be <laughs> listening to it. But great. I'm sure you you have lots of favorite podcasts, I'm guessing. Oh, yes. You know, it was hard for me to narrow this down. But <laughs> I, I, I looked at my podcast app on my phone many times, and I have a ton of podcasts there. But I, I narrowed it into, I, I listened to things in three categories, basically. So I have some self-help podcasts, self-help slash life podcasts. I have podcasts about work and business, and I have podcasts about food, of course. Um, So my favorite podcast, and I think this was the gateway podcast for me, um, is the podcast Happier with Gretchen Rubin. Gretchen Rubin is uh, the um, best-selling author of many books. Um, The Happiness Project was her first book. And and she, a, huge, a huge bestseller. Yes, huge, huge bestseller. bestseller, and I love it. Um, and she does this podcast with her sister, Liz, and they, it's, I'm fine how to describe it. It's just insightful tips and nuggets of information. For example, um, on the most recent podcast, she does this every year about this time. She talks about design your summer. And it really struck me because she talks about how summer is such a, a 
wonderful time of year, but it's a short season. And to put down on paper things that you want to do over the summer, places you might want to go to. Like you could say, I really want to have a lobster roll every week, or I want to go to the beach once once or twice this summer, or, you know, I, she had herself, she did the summer of Proust where she read oh. um, all of, all of oh. the works. Oh. Um, so it's, it's kind of like giving yourself a little, um, a list of things to do. She also has happiness hacks there, which she talks about the power hour. So you spend one hour doing all those down and dirty tasks you don't want to do. The one minute rule is if it can be done under one minute then just do it right away, like hang up your coat. And she also talks about outer order, inner calm, which I really believe in. If the world around you or your space is organized and you feel at peace in yourself. She has book recommendations and she and her sister give, the, give each other gold stars and demerits for things that they've done or not done in their lives. In the work and business section, two podcasts that I love to listen to, um, one is called Before Breakfast and the other is called Hello Monday. And they are both, they're short podcasts. They either go from five minutes to 30 minutes. And they're just little tips about things like how to network, dealing with FOMO, embracing quality and quantity time, um, spending less time on emails. It's, they're, they're very approachable and just you know, sharp, smart little nuggets of information that I find very helpful. Just, just because I had to look this up recently because I had forgotten FOMO means fear of missing out. Yes. Other people are having all the fun and you're not. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for clarifying that. Yes. FOMO. Um, And then last but not least, of course, I, as we've talked many times about our cookbook love, I love listening to food podcasts. And two of my favorites are the Bon Appetit Foodcast and the Sporkful. Um, The Bon Appetit Foodcast is Um, run by the editors of the magazine and they talk about recipes they take deep dives um, into different things like Bon Appetit's best chocolate chip cookie um, or Mm -hmm. rice 2.0 and they interview uh, food writers and chefs Um, it's just been really interesting to get to know the editors as people through the food cast Um, on the sporkful is run by Dan Pashman and his quote for the, the podcast is, it's not for foodies, it's for eaters. The show talks about some things like what makes some seltzers bubble. Um, they talk about the debate between New Jersey's pork roll versus Taylor ham. Um, he's interviewed Dory Greenspan and many other famous writers. And he's just funny and um, super likable. And uh, if you're a food nerd like you and I are, I highly recommend it. <laughs> I, like, I like the motto, it's not for foodies, it's for it's eaters. For, yes, exactly. That works for me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, okay, this is a perfect segue, look yes. at that, into our Cook the Book segment, yes. um, where we talk about favorite recipes from some of our favorite cookbooks. What have you got for us this time, Allison? So um, the book that I have for, for us this week is called The Common Sense Kitchen, 500 Recipes and Lessons for a Handcrafted Life. And it's by Tom Hudgens. And uh, we do not own the physical copy of the paper book at the library, but it is available on Hoopla. And the story behind this book is that um, I, I have a great friend named LJ and LJ and I worked together at my last library. And she is probably one of the best cooks 
I've ever met. And she and I love talking about food. And she and Tom went to school together. And so um, Tom actually, when he was when he wrote this book, this cookbook, he was on a on a book tour, and he came to the library that I worked at and talked about the book and signed a copy. And um, it's just, it's a great book filled with stories and lots and lots of recipes. The recipe that I cooked from this cookbook is his granola. And I, Yum. I, Yum. yeah, I mean, I Yum. eat granola all the time. I've never made it before. The one thing I don't like about most granolas is, is that they're too sweet. Um, yeah. But this is specifically not sweet. It's, I mean, it has some sweetness. It has oats and um, unsweetened coconut and um, and you and mix it with some honey and stuff, but um, it doesn't have a lot of that cloying sweetness to it. And I just love putting it on my yogurt in the morning and uh, it's delicious. What did awesome. you cook? Yeah, what did you cook from well, this so, week, Cindy? So I, um, one of my favorite summer things is pesto. Mm. I mean, it's not just a summer thing. But um, uh, fresh basil is key to amazing pesto, and fresh yes. basil is happening now, yes. um, and it happens over the summer. So I went to my, my number one go-to cookbook, which is Mark Fitzpin's How to Cook Everything. Um, everyone, this is one of the cookbooks that you, everyone gets when they're just starting out. Um, it's massive. It has a big, bright yellow cover. It's instantly recognizable. Uh, and it, it really, you, if you say, I, I, I feel like cooking some chicken thighs today, and you just flip to that section of the book, it will give you from the most simple recipes to much more complicated and variations on the themes all right there. It has literally every single time I've said, I need a recipe for X. If I've gone to the index, I found it in this book. Um, it's, it's complete. My copy is completely falling apart, um, <laughs> which is the sign of a good cookbook. And he has, uh, a very simple pesto book. It's so easy. You could go to the store and buy a jar of pesto or, or a container of pesto and fine, but it is so much better to make it yourself. And, and if you have a food processor, it takes five minutes. You, I agree. you, you take the pesto leaves, you toss them in the food processor with some garlic, some salt. Um, some pine nuts, and you could substitute other nuts if you want. Walnuts. Um, walnuts, a lot of people do, even pistachios, um, mm. and olive oil, and you blitz the thing, um, and you blitz it until it's fairly liquidy, and then right before you're ready to put it on your pasta or your quinoa or whatever, you add freshly grated Parmesan cheese. Hello. Yum. Um, Yum. Nothing, nothing to it, and so, so good. So anyway, um, that's my, and that's my recipe for this time. It's such a great summer dish. Um, it's something that, yeah. And you can also freeze it too. I've, I've frozen it. It's wonderful frozen Absolutely. and just pop it into a little bit into soup or something. So it's, yes, it's great for summer. And speaking of summer, yay! let's talk about the beach blanket bingo book bag. That's Say a that lot of alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So who knows if we'll be going to a beach this summer, but, <laughs> or, or what we'll be doing, but we still would love to recommend some titles that are great fun to read. Um, the, the first book that I read um, for our for this segment is called The Sweeney Sisters and it's by Leon Dolan and uh, another plug for a podcast. Leon Dolan is part of a podcast that I listen to called The Satellite Sisters that she does with her two other sisters. She's one of eight children um, and 
she's a writer as well, and she wrote The Sweeney Sisters. It, it's set in Southport, Connecticut, which is a very um, New Englandy, beachy town, and very, very old, town. very pretty. They're, the book is about three sisters um, who are, one is a lawyer, one is a, an artist, and the other owns an art gallery. And they have a very literary father, William Sweeney, who is a renowned writer. Um, and upon his death, I'm not giving this anything away here in this book, but upon their, his death, they find out that they have a half-sister, a uh, child that he fathered with their next door neighbor. It's a great small town family story. It's set in the summertime. Um, you can just break out the gin and tonics and, and, and enjoy this because it's, it's, <laughs> it just screams summertime. Um, you and I are both huge fans of the TV show, The Crown. Huge, huge. huge. And we are really um, lacking when this show is not the next season has not come up, but this is 100%. the next, this next book is something to keep you occupied, hopefully, while we wait to the next season. I was doing some research to try to find out when the next season is going to be. <laughs> we don't Pro know yet. I'm, I, I, I'm, I think it's probably safe to say the end of this year. Yeah, that's what I thought I saw. Because I think they finished filming before everything shut down, but right. that's, that's the big question mark. Yes. So my next book is, is a nonfiction title. It's called Lady in Waiting, My Extraordinary Life in the Shadow of the Crown. And it's by Anne Glenn Connor. Um, this, is, this book was a New York Times bestseller as well as a bestseller on many other lists. Um, Anne Glenn Connor was a maid of honor at uh, Queen Elizabeth's coronation. And she was a lady in waiting to Princess Margaret. And she's also portrayed on the, on the show, The Crown as well. It's you know, it's perfect um, for the history and for the pomp and circumstance. And, you know, we love the backdoor look into the life of the royalty. Yeah, the, I, this, was, this book was a real treat and a little bit of a great escape, um, if, which people are looking for these days. I, yes. I made this book one of the 20 notable titles in the uh, spring-summer 2020 edition of Book Buzz um, because I knew it was going to be uh, a hit here and some of her I gotta say you, you you need to read this book some of her stories um are kind of astonishing she's lived she's still alive and she's lived mm. um quite an extraordinary life um yeah. not just with her proximity to Queen Elizabeth and Princess Margaret but also just in terms of her her the way she grew up and uh her husband and and their their insane life together it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Um, and my last recommendation is a book that I referenced earlier when I read the passage. It's called A Place for Us, and it's by Fatima Farheen Mirza. Um, this was the first novel from Sarah Jessica Parker's new imprint. It was a New York Times bestseller in 2018. I actually received an um, advanced reader copy of it that from, I think, the last... Um, Book Expo that you and I went to a couple of years ago. Um, so that's uh, where I think I received uh, that. Yeah, bye. I know. So. Bye. Um, this is, as you can tell, I kind of have a little theme here. I love stories about families. This is a, a Muslim American family that have gathered together for a wedding. And um, being at the wedding brings back the stress and strife of their upbringing and the child's, the children's lives. There's two daughters and a son and the son as you might have noticed from the passage I read, um, has had a difficult childhood and has provided a lot of stress for the family. It's a great story about what it means to be a family 
and transitioning between two cultures, uh, I found it to be super tender-hearted and poignant. I really, really enjoyed it. And so, Cindy, uh, what is in your book bag this summer? <laughs> How so heavy this, is that going to be? My book bag is heavy. Um, that's, that's funny. You have um, a few titles to recommend. I do. You know, I think it's only fair because I had one podcast and you had three. So I have more than three <laughs> books in my book bag yes. for the summer. I should say there's, there's two different schools of thought about what makes for a good summer book. There's the... Uh, summer is vacation time, which means less work time or school time and more time for deep, big, heavy, immersive books. Mm. Um, so people write like the summer of Proust you talked about earlier, <laughs> right? Where this is this summer, I'm going to read the 600 page novel or the 1000 page novel because right. I'm going to have all this time. That's not my school of thought for summer reading. My school of thought for summer reading is fluffy. Um, which is the other school of thought, which is I'm going to be on a, on a beach or I'm going to be on vacation or I'm going to be lying uh, on my back porch and I want something that is not demanding. I want to be relaxed. I want to escape. I want, I want something easy and breezy to go with my gin and tonic um, <laughs> um, while I'm having some downtime. And, and that's more of my general framework about summer books. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I have a little bit, of, I've tried to have a little bit of something for everyone. All five of these books that I'm going to talk about have either already just come out or are about to come out this summer. The first one, which was the easiest choice, is Ellen Hildebrand's new novel, 28 Summers, which is coming out um, on the 16th of June. She is the, in my mind, the undisputed queen of the summer beach book. She has written a ton of best-selling novels, almost all of which are set in Nantucket. Um, uh, she has the, you know, Nancy Thayer does this every summer, um, Dorothea Benton Frank, um, Mary Kate Andrews, but, but Ellen Hildebrand is the queen. Um, and every single book she writes makes you wish you were sitting on Nantucket. Um, she writes about the food and you, you just feel like you're there. And she, there's always some serious stuff. They're never completely fluffy. There's some hard themes she tackles. And in her new novel, 28 Summers, um, uh, we've got a Nantucket native who is dying um, mm-hmm. and who asks her son to call, gives her, gives her son a phone number and says, you need to call this person. And the person turns out to be a guy named Jake McLeod, who is married to a, a massively powerful female politician um, and with whom the woman who this story is about has been having a same time next year kind of affair mm. um, for 28 years. They, they have spent a single weekend together every single year for 28 years and no one knew about it, but now she's dying um, and mm-hmm. she wants to see him. So the book goes through each of those summers. If you ever saw the movie same time next year or the, or the play, it's, it's clearly an homage to that oh, and it's getting wonderful. tremendous reviews. Great. The second book is Jennifer Weiner's new book, Big Summer, which I'm actually 100 pages into as we speak. Um, this is one of the very few books that instead of being pushed back because of the pandemic was actually moved up. Ah. Um, uh, so it's out. The library owns several copies of this book. Jennifer Weiner is a very, very successful author of sort of chick lit books, usually with a heavy set female protagonist. Um, a plus size model or something like that. So who is, who is 
overcoming society's contempt for her. Um, mm -hmm. This book is no different. The main character is a mid-20-something plus-side influencer on Instagram who is asked to be maid of honor at her former best friend's wedding, which is taking place on Cape Cod <laughs> one weekend. And um, so I think there's some heavy-duty action that goes on during the Sounds wedding. Sounds juicy. And, and I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting there. Um, the third book, appropriately, is called Beach Read, and ah. it's by Emily Henry. Um, this book is out. I, I have been waiting for the library's copy to come in for me. It's gotten, it's, it's been called The Summer, The 2020 Summer Book. Oh, um, boy. The premise is that two college, people who knew each other in college and were rivals in college, um, are, are living, have rented beach houses on Lake Michigan, very near each other. She is a very successful romance novelist, and he is a very successful author of heavy literary fiction, and both of them are in a complete rut, and they make a bet to eat. Each of them is going to write a book in the other's genre, <laughs> um, and they're going to see who can do the better job. So the premise is fantastic. I love the premise. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to reading that Sounds one. Sounds great. Okay. Fourth two more. Is, is two more. Two more, two more. Um, Utopia Avenue by David Mitchell. David Mitchell is the uh, hugely successful author of big, this is a bigger book. This is a 600-page book. Um, his other novels include The Bone Clocks, Cloud Atlas, um, these um, Black Swan Green. He's written huge bestsellers that are genre-bending. I'm not really... A, a dystopian type of fiction gal, but David Mitchell is such a smart, brilliant writer, mm. and his books are so thought-provoking and interesting, um, and every single one has been a, a hit. And his new book, which sounds particularly interesting to me, is about a band called Utopia Avenue, which was formed, this is fiction, in 1967 and became huge over the course of 67 and 68. So it, it chronicles their rise and what happens to them. And um, it, it, I just can't wait to read Great. this one. Last one is present for you, um, <laughs> uh, but also for me, and is the only nonfiction title on the list. It's called Dirt, and it's by Bill Buford, and it just came out, um, and it's been getting great press. So Bill Buford is a huge, huge foodie, and mm. he wrote an amazing book called Heat. Oh, I love that about, book. About learning how to cook Italian food in the kitchens of great Italian chefs, restaurant chefs, and also he went to Italy and really, really learned. And, it, and, and it's about the intensity of that kind of cooking and, and, and breaking bad habits to do it the way the Italians do it. And he's mm. a tremendous writer. So, so you are right there. And he's really also very funny. So, so heat was gripping and dirt takes this premise and moves it to France. Um, he's, oh. He decides to immerse himself in French cooking. He does not speak the language. He moves to Lyon, um, and he does a deep dive for five years. He moves with his wife and twin three-year-old boys. Why didn't he um, invite us to go with him? Tell me about it. So <laughs> I've read an excerpt so far, and it was about learning how to make bread, and it was oh. unbelievable and so intense. The excerpt was published in The New Yorker. A couple of months ago. So and when does I this am, come out, Cindy? It is out. It's it is out. out. Okay. Dirt by Bill Buford. If you're oh. looking for a foodie nonfiction perfect 
You could pretend wow. you're in France this summer with this book. Well, that is amazing. I cannot wait to load up my beach bag with all of your titles. And thank you for ref referencing those. Um, just so our listeners know, we will be referring to, um, we, will, we will list all of these books and the podcasts that we've talked about today in our show notes so that you can find them all there. Um, wow. Well, that is it for today's show, Cindy. I've had a great time talking to you. Same here, um, same here. Listeners, please stay tuned to our the Wallingford Public Library's website and our social media so you will know when our next show is coming up. Please check the show notes, as I said, for all this information. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can send us a comment or a question. You can email me at amurphy at wallingfordlibrary.org or you can email Cindy at chaken, H-A-I-K-E-N, at wallingfordlibrary.org. We'd love to hear from you. That's it for this show. Thanks for listening, everybody, and happy reading. Bye, everyone.